0: welcome to the eat local cny podcast i'm your host anthony tringale and in this week's episode my guest is the one the only the man about apple fritters chris malone a huge shout out to our very special sponsor for this week's episode sriracha box the sriracha box is the club for foodies who love heat flavor and syracuse Now you can enjoy a taste of hometown heat and flavor delivered right to your doorstep no matter where you live. Each Sriracha box features popular sauces from Sriracha Q's and includes favorites like the Maple Garlic, Maple Ghost, Empire Beer, Recess Coffee, Syracuse Wing, and Spicy Barbecue Sauces, along with spicy specialty foods from other local Syracuse, New York artisans. You can head over to SrirachaBox.com today and get your hands on a Sriracha Box subscription. That's S-Y-R-A-C-H-A-B-O-X.com. And for all you Eat Local CNY podcast listeners, they are offering an exclusive deal just for you. You can get $10 off your first box by using code Eat Local CNY10 at checkout. That's Eat Local CNY, the number 10 at checkout over at SrirachaBox.com to get $10 off your first Sriracha box subscription order. It's such a great deal especially for all you hot sauce heat people, lovers out there, head over to srirachabox.com today and get your hands on the subscription. You get free shipping on your orders. I believe the first, like the the cost of a monthly box is like $17.95. That's a very specific number for me to say like $17.95, but it's under $20 and you get $10 off your first order. You get free shipping. There's no commitment. It's, it's, it's just a great deal, especially with the holidays coming up around the corner. You do not want to miss out on this really great and unique gift. And that's all I have to say about them. I'm going to say one more thing. I really like Sriracha Box. Head over to srirachabox.com and get your subscription today. I'm really happy to have Chris on the podcast, A, because I like what he does. He's a very talented writer. You can find his stuff. We talk about it in, uh, the, ep- in the conversation, but I'm going to link it below in the episode notes as well. But you can find Chris on his own website, blogging for himself, talking about a number of different things. And you can also find him writing for some local websites and magazines. And, you know, I just I think Chris is a talented writer and I've always enjoyed reading his stuff. And so I am very happy that I was able to have him on the podcast And it's the first episode that we've ever recorded where we've done what I really want to do, and that's just sit back with somebody, not go into the podcast with any predetermined questions or directional flow of the podcast or where I want it to go or anything like that, but just to come in, talk about whatever comes up, and enjoy a nice drink. And in this episode, we're enjoying bourbon from Last Shot Distillery out in Skinny Atlas, so special thanks to them for making this product. Let's get into this week's conversation with Chris Malone. So you're a podcast listener?
1: I'm a podcast listener. I don't listen to as many as I used to just because work and telephones and everything just kind of gets distracting in the workplace yeah so if i'm writing something or i get just caught off guard by a phone call by for technical assistance whether they're trying to get on the website and they can't mm-hmm. i have to hit pause get back into it yeah. and then I'm, I'm all lost but <laughs> i need to be more a little bit more proactive with putting it on the in yeah. the car
0: there's a lot of them local locally yeah. that have popped up yeah in the past year which you know I mean, you are... Well, let's back up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right. You're Chris Malone. I'm Chris Malone. You are... Well, how would you classify yourself?
1: <laughs> how would I classify myself? Uh, <laughs> another member of the proletariat. <laughs> 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 um how would i describe it that's a very interesting question because you can do i'm a guy who's in the arts industry helping mm-hmm. fund arts organizations and in my spare time i like to write <laughs> uh, i also like to eat fritters and i would have brought somebody i didn't want to be a walking cliche that would have <laughs> been just bad oh, oh the guy who was interviewed for in a good life magazine about fritters is right. bringing along fritters everywhere he goes <laughs>
0: How did you, how do you feel being known? Like that article it was like, wasn't it the title, like the fritter guy? Or? Yeah.
1: The fritter guy of CNY or something. Yeah, it, it, That was, it was fun. Uh, I, I'm humbled. It was kind of this really fun, quirky little mm-hmm. article Yeah, and I,
0: I'm not complaining about it. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The fritter guy. Mm-hmm. What made you get, I mean, what is it with apple fritters?
1: It was a joke. It started off as a joke and my love of alliteration and wordplay and it's like Fritter Friday. Now, unlike that guy you were talking about, I don't claim to be the Fritter Friday <laughs> master. It just happened. And then I started posting once and then a couple of weeks later, I think posted again And then started doing it every week. Mm -hmm. And then it got to the point where people were holding me accountable for posting fritters every Friday. And I've missed a few days here and there. But, yeah.
0: You're going to run out of apple fritter places after a while.
1: I just got one and we were in Cleveland this past weekend. And Mm -hmm. I got one at this, in the market that they have there. Huge. I think it's the biggest fritter I've had. And I'm posting it. Well, it's going to be tomorrow the 27th. Okay. But, um, yeah, it was wonderful. It was covered with this maple glaze. Mm. A lot of, very cinnamon-heavy, not too yeah. many pieces of apple in there, but it was good. Mm. And there was this neon, li- it was funny, there was this neon light that says, amazing fritters. <laughs> and I go to my fiance Katie, go, look, a sign, fritters. <laughs> she said, you have to get one. I know I have to get one. It's It would be terrible if I didn't. Right. What
0: is what makes a great fritter?
1: What makes a great fritter? The, the whole balance. It, there has to be pieces of apple in there. Yeah. But you know, that's uh, 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 um, yeah. Pieces of apple. A nice balance of cinnamon. Like uh, nice little crispiness on the outside and mm. nice soft interior. But I've also posted about other fritters because there are other fritters out there. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite non-apple fritters is the well. Francesca's had this goat cheese fritter Mm. as an appetizer, and it is phenomenal. Really? I just, yeah. yeah. Melt in your mouth, delicious. That sounds good. I'm going
0: to turn the air off real quick. Sure. I was wondering what that hum was. I usually always turn it off.
1: It's my brain motor. (laughs) What is he going to ask me next?
0: (laughs) 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 Yeah. I think I'm actually take those off because I know it's working. Yeah, you know, I've never been a big apple fritter person, but I don't know if Mm -hmm. it's just because I'm not a huge fan of, like, fruit in a donut. Mm -hmm. So that could be it. Yeah. (laughs) Are you
1: a fan of jelly donuts? Uh,
0: It depends on. Okay. So every Friday I go to Glazed and get the Fillet Friday donut for Mm -hmm. coworkers. Yeah. I don't know why, but I do. I just did it one Friday and then... Mm-hmm. I like buying people things like that. Yeah. You know, like Rebecca, um, texted me today and she said she was having a bad day mm-hmm. and she works just, you know, where the old Dunkin' Donuts was downtown. Yes. So her office is in that building above, like upstairs. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I said, I was like, Oh, I'll bring you a cookie. And she yeah. said, great. And so I went to Kubal, but I bought one of every cookie. <laughs> And then, you know, like it was like the box full of cookies Yeah. and then all of them couldn't fit. So there was one on top of it. And she was like, oh, you got me the chocolate kind. And I was like, no, I got you one of everything. And she's like, oh, I get to choose. Like, no, they're all yours. <laughs> and, you know, it was like two thirty in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, lucky for me, she didn't share any with coworkers. So she oh. brought them home. <laughs> um, although, yeah, well, I won't say that because she's she'll listen to this podcast. Uh, <laughs> But I really appreciate, I really enjoy doing things like that. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. So I like buying them donuts every Friday. Mm
1: -hmm. I used to do that when I worked at New Times, bring in donuts. I'll still bring in food to the office now. Mm -hmm. Mostly Katie bakes, she's a great baker. Yeah. Makes a copious amount of food, and I bring in the leftovers too. That's cool. They hate me for it, but they secretly love it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Today, I went to Rise and Shine in Westcott. Oh, nice. Yeah, I got up there super early and mm-hmm. for breakfast. And, you know, it's really just a sign of the times. I, I don't like some of the things I do, even though I do them. For example, mm-hmm. I had breakfast. I ordered like an omelet. And then I said, and then I want some French toast or pancakes. I don't care what it is. Mm-hmm. Whatever looks good because I'm I'm not going to eat it. I'm only going to take a picture of it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'll pay for it, but I'm only going to take a picture of it. And the waitress said, "Well, that's cool." And I said. No, it's not. It's actually really pathetic, but it's uh, where we are today. <laughs> you know, it's modern day America, unfortunately. We buy I, things just for a picture. I know,
1: right? <laughs> okay, here you go. We don't want it anymore. Yeah. You're not
0: going to take a go, go box? No, I
1: get this photo. <laughs> I can savor I mean. this. Are you an omelet guy? Are you...
0: What, for breakfast? Yeah, for breakfast. I'm, <clears throat> I'm kind of in everything. I really yeah. don't like... I really, I like French toast and pancakes for mm-hmm. breakfast, even though I only have it like a couple of times a year, but I don't like it at restaurants. Really? I don't know why that is. I'm also not, a, I don't like messy foods at restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think part of it is I don't want to play into the, oh, look that, you know, that guy's having a huge stack of French toast for breakfast. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh but I also don't like people singing happy birthday to me on my birthday. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah it's yeah. kind of a... I feel like it's all tied in somehow.
1: Yeah, just wish me a happy birthday. Good it done over there. Yeah. i am okay with that.
0: But see I'm 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 weird. I want people to make a big deal about my birthday. <laughs> but I don't want them to make a big deal about it. It's this really weird thing. Yeah, that
1: is interesting. Why is it why do you think
0: I don't know. I'm sure it stems from my mom, but um uh, <laughs> my parent my childhood. Um <laughs> I don't know why that is, but like, yeah, I don't, it's just weird, but mm-hmm. I think it's all tied in somehow. So okay. I like omelets, but I also like eggs and potatoes and toast, you know? So mm-hmm. actually what, it's not one of my favorite breakfasts, but it's a good breakfast at the market diner. Mm. Uh, I think it's bef- anytime before 7am mm-hmm. it's eggs, home fries and toast for two bucks. That's a deal I know It's amazing I And
1: mean, they have good food there You can't screw up an egg You can't You would, th- you would think
0: Yeah Right <laughs> um, Yeah so that's what I did But then I brought that French toast They gave me some crazy French toast thing And I brought it uh, to work this morning For everybody to try Oh good Yeah See uh, sharing is caring Sharing is caring <laughs> Um. So you write Yes I mean of all those things Of who you are Yes You write I write
1: Yeah I have uh my own blog Mm -hmm. Mm christophermalone.com which needs to which i started just recently updating again thankfully it's hard getting in the groove
2: blogging is hard
0: yeah
1: i mean especially if you're well i mean if you're using utilizing it for your full-time employment or, or anything it's just it's easier that way but when you're writing for three other magazines and then writing for your main job it's tough it's like okay i don't want to at a computer anymore i yeah. just want to relax and watch tv oh wait that's kind of a screen too mm-hmm. it doesn't make any <laughs> sense no yeah i write for cny 55 plus magazine rochester 55 plus magazine and oswego business uh, magazine okay so i do restaurant reviews kind of fell into that
0: yeah yeah when did you first get into that I was reviews?
1: a couple years ago i think oh uh, yeah i think it was at least I'm trying to remember the specific date Mm is it was when i was
0: when was that i think it was march of last year okay yeah yeah because you weren't doing that for new times right no
1: new times was more entertainment and business related articles and then all the fun back section all the copy in the back
0: yeah so what did you go to school for
1: i went to school to be a teacher okay i wanted to be a secondary ed teacher mostly probably in the middle school english ed yeah. teacher <laughs> and uh, and then I dropped it right at the last second oh really yeah one of my professors really frustrated me and yeah I like this probably isn't for me I guess if this is going to be the mm-hmm. stress that I'm going through yeah so I kind of said bye-bye and mm-hmm. went off and graduated and then worked in business healthcare. care so I was in a business office doing mm-hmm. communications and paper pushing and all that fun stuff. Yeah. But it was great. It was a great learning experience. Worked there for four and a half years. Mm -hmm. They made a whole bunch of cutbacks. And then Mm -hmm. I got a job in the Senate and kind of worked the communication line there. Did some writing for that. And then evolved into
0: writing, writing. That's cool. Yeah. Did you ever like, um, did you ever like write for a high school paper or anything like that growing up? Mm -hmm.
1: No, I was a big reader. I still am a reader. But most of the time I wrote, primarily for myself and then for papers that were due. Yeah. It wasn't until college I started kind of tap, tapping into more poetry, short stories, and took a couple of classes regarding those, and it kind of took off from there. That's cool. Still working on a couple of books I've started back then. Oh, really? Still.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Fiction, nonfiction? Fiction. Okay. Fiction. Yep. Yeah. I, um. yeah. I used to blog a lot for myself, Mm -hmm. uh, years ago, but, um, I can't, you know, sitting down to think about like trying to even write a blog now about a restaurant or something. Just like, I can't, I can't do it. I wish I could.
1: Well, what's what do you think your writer's block or this wall that's preventing you from?
0: Um, interest. Interest (laughs) is what's preventing me (laughs) You hear that kid's blogging is Waste of your No it's not (laughs) Um, Yeah I'm just not interested in it Mm -hmm. You know even And maybe it's just kind of like the world we live in But even It's obviously far easier for me To try and think of something stupid To say on an Instagram post Like Mm -hmm. you know This this omelet is egg tastic, Or you know something dumb like that and I do notice, at least on Instagram posts, when I write more and mm-hmm. put like a stupid saying and then underneath it, where you can find the restaurant that I got this at and mm-hmm. some thoughts about the restaurant or the meal that people like that more. I just can't do that every time. I like, yeah. I'm like, I don't know what to say. And mm-hmm. I just want to get it out and then move on to the next thing.
2: Yeah,
1: so. I've, I restrict myself to very little comments on instagram i tagged the hell out of it but i yeah you just try to be very brief yeah. but instagram is also kind of you're itself into kind of microblogging for some people mm-hmm. for people who really want to look at their phone and scrunch down at the little screen and just like keep scrolling keep scrolling <laughs> keep scrolling which drives me crazy so that's yeah. why i keep it
0: brief yeah yeah i can't i won't i can't read that stuff i just you know. i won't you know it's you know Attention span is really what it is. I just Mm -hmm. don't enjoy sitting there and reading all of that. Yeah, Um, There was, you know, well, I guess what type of a writer are you? Like if you're putting out an article for one of the, you know, magazines or newspapers, are you like a type it out, here's my thoughts, bam, off to the editor or whatever it is? Or are you like going to sit there and go over it a dozen times Mm -hmm. and make sure everything's perfect?
1: It varies. Uh, like the whole frustration behind blogging, it's it's not, it doesn't have to do with interest. It's just tact, I guess. If I'm not into writing at the moment and I have to put out an article, it's very difficult. Hmm. Sometimes I just have to write down words on a piece of paper to kind of map out what I'm going to say. Yeah. So start off with this, start off with this, switch it around a little bit. And it kind of evolves while I'm writing as well. Hmm. But if I'm not into it, there's no point and trying to force it because it's not going to happen yeah sometimes it just it just comes right out uh, right from my brain to the fingertips to the keyboard Mm -hmm. and i'm satisfied with it yeah and sometimes it doesn't work out that way so i i have i do have to go through my own work make sure everything sounds okay yeah but
0: is there ever a time is there ever like a restaurant you visited where you just i can't write anything about this
1: yes do i dare say uh, They're
0: probably not gonna listen to the podcast at all. Uh, <laughs> well, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. Uh there was
1: this one restaurant in Oswego. Uh people were crazy about their burgers because they have these grand crazy burgers and I really didn't care for it. Hmm. The atmosphere was cold, literally and figuratively. The waitresses were not very attentive. We sat at the bar. There was a draft. It was during winter. Mm. Uh, the food was just mediocre. It's it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> bigger isn't necessarily better. But
2: you know.
0: yeah, yeah, that's a hundred percent true. And it, yeah, maybe not in most cases. I just had a I just had dinner last week at Eden, mm-hmm. and the portions were huge. Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah, absolutely huge. I got dessert and. It was enough of their custard that they had made there for, mm-hmm. you know, two people at least. Um, so absolutely huge portions. But most of the times in like a really nice restaurant that you go to, yeah, you're not going to have like this, mm. you know, 32 ounce steak or anything like that. Yeah. yeah Bigger is not always better. No.
1: No. But at least you have leftovers. Yeah. yeah. I took actually the leftovers from that night and made them into omelets the next morning. Oh. And they were fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh you want to have a drink yes let's do it we've got uh this is not they're not a sponsor although maybe they'll listen to this i'll tag them to make sure that they do Mm -hmm. and uh maybe they will become a sponsor so we've got last shot out of skinny atlas um i picked this stuff up at the fair either whiskey or bourbon Ooh, don't ask me i don't know what the difference is okay
1: yeah, I've been in a bourbon mood lately. Let's okay. Let's go with the bourbon. Bourbon, it is. Let's try some New York
0: State bourbon. Yeah. They um. Yeah, I forget the guy's name who owns the business, but um, it was pretty funny because like I was at the fair taking pictures for uh, Mark from Farm to Fork One Hundred and One because mm-hmm. he does like their Wegman's prep kitchen or whatever. Oh, Okay and schedules like all the chefs and all that kind of stuff in. And um, so he had asked me to come and just, it wasn't paid. You know, it was kind of a cool experience. I got to meet some people. I typically want it. And um, so they had like this other separate area where they had <clears throat> like, well, wow, that smells so good. Um, they have like wine tastings and stuff like that going on. Yeah. And these guys were there. Yes. Salute. We'll leave this in the podcast, but we just poured. This is uh, Last Shot Distillery out of Skinny House Bourbon Whiskey. Small batch, single barrel, 42% alcohol. All right. (laughs) Smooth. Actually, that is smooth. It is smooth. That's really smooth. Uh, I haven't had. I know that is actually very good. Um, yeah. It was kind. It wasn't expensive, but it was like I think it was like thirty dollars a bottle, and they're small bottles. But Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. Yeah, like I was saying, I was gonna do this for like uh, whiskey sours and stuff like that, but Mm -hmm. now I'm not. No, I think this is better straight rather
1: than mixed in with something. I know.
0: I have this idea of like putting in uh, essentially like a mini bar behind Mm me, you know, like a table, like a little mini fridge or maybe even get in like a kegerator in here. But Mm I'm pretty sure I'm just going to sit here all the time and just like get hammered if I do have like a kegerator in here.
1: Honey, come get me, please.
0: And that was like one of the... things of contention with mm-hmm. me getting the studio was Rebecca saying, well, you're just going to be down there all the time. So I do have to be careful of how often I'm how yeah. much I'm down here. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go to the studio. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just drink. Um, so how is it difficult to write for the 55 plus magazines?
1: No, I no? just write as if it was, just me i'm not putting myself in a 55 plus state of mind yeah even though i'm on my way my way there <laughs> 20 years here we come Woo! <laughs> no it's fun they don't put my picture next to my byline so they don't know who i am oh really for any of the either any of the magazines so it's kind of nice to have that anonymity was that a was that deliberate i don't i should ask my editor that yeah man do you want me having my face
0: on there? He'll probably say no. (laughs) No. Is everybody else? Well, I mean, that's a pretty common food critic Mm -hmm. reviewers, you know, thing is to be anonymous. Yeah. You know,
1: but Um, even a lot of food critics and foodies are popping up in restaurants and their faces are on Instagram and this and that. So it's, it's almost safe, I guess, because they don't know if you're going to be reviewing or not, but then, Still, because your face is attached to the words, they think maybe we should treat this individual differently. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Was this your first time ever going out like this, getting paid to go review a restaurant and their food? A restaurant? Yes. Yeah. What was the, was there any sort of like a mental shift you had to make or like, did you go and read a bunch of books from other food critics to like get yourself ready or anything like that?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do actually read a couple of other reviewers hmm. and just see how they write, not to copy or mimic. Yeah. But I mean, I really like Jerry Paventi, who's a food critic with com. I, mm-hmm. I like his writing a lot. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, just read it, see what other people are doing, how they're ta- taking on different <coughs> aspects. He's, you, you know, going out to different restaurants, especially in Onondaga County. I've frequented many of these. So, yeah. Like, okay, how am I going to write about this? And, like, especially with Hides. I've been at Hides for so long. My husband was like, why don't you do like a uh, kind of a series of not, like, not Divey restaurants, mm. but American Fair? Yeah. So I did Hides. I did uh, Tahoe's out in Rochester and Rudy's out in Oswego. That's cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Is it the same? I'm imagine Rochester and central New York, same company, same editor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that makes it pretty easy. It gives you, it's going to be nice. Cause it gives you a nice, <clears throat> like broad area to go and review mm-hmm. and Rochester has some good food. So, yeah. so what's the, do you, do you, are you writing there as a critic or as a reviewer? A uh, reviewer. Okay. Yeah. What do you, do you, do you, do you feel there's a difference between the two?
1: Yeah, I think a food critic is definitely zeroing in more on the food. reviewer. I feel I have the ability to talk about other things. If the bathroom is clean, yeah. if the utensils in front of me have spots or schmutz on them, it's, mm. I don't want to eat with these. Yeah. Um, how If the service, if they're cold, if they're friendly, if they're, they don't know what they're talking about. hmm I feel like it's a little bit more open ended. Yeah, food critic, you're you're zeroing. I only have a 750 words to work with too, mm. so I of to pick my battles. Yeah, for sure. Plus, I like to do a little bit of history on the place, kind of look into it, see if there's any h- historical significance, kind of include that into the beginning of the article, mm. just for you know, just to add a little layer rather than okay, this is a little bit more about food. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's cool is gonna hit uh re record on the camera real
1: quick. okay. This thing I love this camera. Mm-hmm.
0: And I also hate the fact that the uh sales guy was right when one of the sales guys was right he told
1: me not to get it because only as a thirty
0: minute window. Oh, okay. So cuz it's not meant for a long form video, so
1: mm-hmm. every thirty minutes to just review.
0: gotta reboot. Yeah. I have to do that so my life isn't miserable. And a couple of weeks, and I edit the video down, mm-hmm. <laughs> like it is right now with the one for, with Adam. I didn't do that. Oh, and okay. so then I'm zeroing in on their mouth to like try and match up the words, and it's mm-hmm. it's not fun. No, yeah. So of all the things, like. Of all the types of writing that you you do from your blog to, mm-hmm. you know, business and, you know, community stuff for um, the New Times and now Food Review. And do you have mm-hmm. a favorite?
1: Just like a favorite topic or favorite
0: style even style or like thing to talk about in your writing.
1: Yeah. yeah, I just like to see pick people's brains. I like to know. I wish I could do this with the the food articles just like kind of like what you do pick the brains of the chefs yeah. whether it's about food or it's not about food it's just getting into their mind and seeing how they work and seeing how their brain and hands make these wonderful concoctions.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I um I don't know if I could do it like Yeah. Like I mean even if I like even if I had the ability to which I don't Mm-hmm. There, there. Obviously, there's people who have an ability to write. Oh yeah, yeah. And I had this disagreement. I get you know, like I, you know, I I was talking about this with Cody mm-hmm. uh Detishu from Deefi. Mm-hmm. And I view a, i view a talented chef mm-hmm. as an artist. Yeah. He views a talented chef like himself as a craftsman. Mm -hmm. You can learn a craft, you know, you can develop it over time. You can build that skill. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's true. I think you're kind of, for the most part, I won't say born with it, but you like kind of have those natural inclinations at an early age, maybe. Mm -hmm. And then you throw yourself into it, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I, can see the craftsman being, especially with ingredients and cooking wise, I that has like that
0: craft to it. But,
1: Art I can see because you know you can slop anything on a plate, All right? But is it how is it going to present? Mm-hmm. It's another it's another bag.
0: Yeah, yeah. right. Um, not that it's the same, but I mean I could well maybe it is the same. I don't know. I could no matter how hard I tried, I could never become a professional baseball player. Mm-hmm. At this point in my, like, all right, that's never (laughs) going (laughs) to happen. If I spent the next 15 years every single day practicing, hitting, fielding, run, Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff, it's never going to happen. Yeah. Even let's take something that's not as athletic and say football, right? Like Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be an offensive lineman for the Giants one day. But if I spent the next 15, 20 years practicing, I could be a professional golfer, Mm -hmm. pool player, bowler you know, poker player. Like those are things that I could do. Oh yeah. You know, I'm not going to become a, I'm not going to become a professional chef either. Even if I spend every day, like the next 10 hours a day, every day for the next 10 years.
1: Have you ever entertained the idea?
0: No, I don't want to. Uh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just want to eat the food. I want to make it. (laughs) It's the hours, you know,
0: like, um, I used to work retail and, you know, work weekends and nights and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And now having a, like a normal nine to five Monday through Friday job, even though this eat local CMY is, you know, another eight out, you know, so many hours a day during the week. Um, but having a normal nine to five job Mm -hmm. is amazing. I could not imagine, you know, being up working until 11, in the morning, (laughs) you know, making sure every, I I could not imagine doing that.
1: Yeah. It's. Even with aspects of this job, I'm at it, my main job. I work at CNY Arts. I, I'm up some nights working on a few things. Yeah. Just because it has to get done. Right. Plain and simple.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, no, I would never want to be a professional yeah. chef or anything yeah. like that. <laughs> um, I would like to own a restaurant one day, mm-hmm. and those are going to come with long hours, but. I wouldn't want to do it as a career. It'd be something yeah. like to build and then, you know, sell or turn over or something like that.
1: Just specifically own. Everybody else do their thing.
2: Yeah,
0: right. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, that mentality, that doesn't work, unfortunately, in a local <laughs> restaurant. But that would be nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, with your with the writing, with the food reviewing, you have a favorite restaurant that you've visited in the past, let's say, ever?
1: Ever? <laughs>
0: I don't know. There's so many favorite restaurants. Or one that stands out in memory?
1: I really liked the Revelry in Rochester. Hmm. That stood out. That was a very nice experience. It was actually the one of all the re- these reviews I've been doing. The only one place who asked me how I want my salmon cooked. Really. I was like, okay, hmm. what's the catch? <laughs> what do I order now? I'm like, I just wanted the salmon. Now yeah. I have this other question. No, they did a great job. The ser- yeah. their servers knew everything. They worked as a team. Huh. A very clean restaurant. Very hip restaurant. Hmm. And it was it was a very really, very nice experience.
0: Yeah. What about the opposite of that? Like
1: the opposite. Let's see. Can't. I I got hate mail for my review on Nick Tahoe's. Really? <laughs> for garbage plates. I'm like, it's bland food. It what is. do you want me to say? <laughs> it's, it's,
0: I don't find garbage plates appealing in the no, slightest.
1: It's not you know, you the guy who wrote me, you should have ate the hot dogs because that's what they're known for. You know, I don't want to eat the hot dogs. <laughs> I eat hot dogs on a regular basis. I want to have a grilled cheese garbage plate and a yeah. hamburger garbage plate. <laughs>
0: That's pretty funny. Was yeah. it like, uh, do you know, was the hate mail from an older crowd? Oh, was he was it? an older gentleman. Yeah. Yes, was,
1: yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is the area that they're known for and going into a little bit of a history, which was kind of cool. Yeah. Like, I wish I would have known this beforehand. Otherwise, I would have taken this from a different angle. I would have still reviewed the food the way I did. But having known that history about uh, the culture of that, Roche- the, that Rochester
0: area is
1: really, It was. A, I appreciated it.
0: Yeah, that is cool. Yeah, I I do like knowing the history behind certain places. Mm -hmm. Um, I just can't get behind a garbage plate. Yeah. I like the Brinewell in Syracuse.
1: Yeah, I heard good things. Yeah, but
0: I I also don't get their garbage plate that has like a hot dog or a hamburger on it because I don't want that. Yeah. Um, This guy that owns Last Shot, it's funny because we're going to Hawaii for our honeymoon in February. Nice. Yeah, and... He used to live in Hawaii and was mm-hmm. a chef at, I think, like, the Hilton Turtle Bay out there. Cool. And he was like, you know, the secret is go and, you know, there's this, like, local dish. And he's basically explaining, like, a Hawaiian garbage plate to me. Hmm. And he's like, it's like eight bucks. That's how you can eat and stay full all day and not have to spend <laughs> a bunch of money. And I'm like, that does not sound appealing to me whatsoever. <laughs> so, yeah, I just, I don't find, I don't get the appeal in them. Yeah. Yeah you know as a hangover food i can mm-hmm. kind of understand that oh yeah
1: i can definitely see that kind of like i introduced uh, katie to cold cheese pizzas because i went to school in one state and that's mm-hmm. the thing down there take a nice fresh cheese slice out of the oven throw some a handful of cold mozzarella cheese on it and yeah. just eat it it's just heavenly i don't know why <laughs> but definitely hangover food it yeah. really is
0: <laughs> i don't get that either but yeah what i get hangover food yeah you know. <laughs> Um, my hangover food is McDonald's breakfast, mm. huh. you know, nice. I think that's most people's, but and throughout the world, but mm-hmm. you know, uh, or throughout America at least. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. America. Yeah.
0: Fuck yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I just don't get garbage plates, yeah. but whatever.
1: Do you like your food touching?
0: Ha-ha. Uh, I don't mind it. I think, you know, one of the biggest things with garbage plates, I don't like, I don't like macaroni or pasta salads. Mm -hmm. I don't understand them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one thing, if I'm going to go to a restaurant, I don't want to order and pay for something that I can make at home Mm -hmm. or that I can make at home better. Yeah. You know? And so that's why I've never understood like tuna salad or Mm -hmm. eggs, you know, things like that. Yeah. Like, I don't want to go pay somebody more money than, you know, to like make tuna salad for me. Mm -hmm. I can do it myself. Right. You know, I can pack my lunch at home if that's the case.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, But going out and having like a good burger, you know, Mm -hmm. I can't, I'm not going to do that at home, you know, and pack that for lunch or whatever it Mm Um, so I think that's why one reason why I don't like garbage place Cause I just don't like those like macaroni salads and stuff like that. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah, I just don't like that.
1: Yeah. I, I don't mind Mayo, but too much of it just, mm, yeah. it's not
0: appealing. And then when you add like chili and a hamburger on top, it mm-hmm. goes out the window for me. Oh you. yeah. Yeah.
1: This is so healthy. I love <laughs> this. I feel so much better about myself. <laughs>
0: So why do you think the new times went out?
1: Uh, you know, I don't know.
0: I. You were there for, how long were you there for?
1: Three and a half years. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, I honestly don't know the full scope of why everything.
0: Yeah. I'm, yeah. Applies. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm positive that there were like a bunch of, Different factors behind the scene things and factor, yeah, all that kind of stuff that led to it.
1: Mm -hmm. It sucks, definitely. Yeah, Uh, my heart definitely broke when that day came. Yeah, and um, I feel like some of my friends knew before I did about that article. I got a text from my friend in Queens, like, oh man, that's that's crazy how word travels that quickly, really. Yeah
0: like they text you once they the news broke that they were, mm-hmm. yeah, wow, huh
1: well he worked, my buddy works for the New York Times okay, and uh, yeah he's always constantly looking at the news, but he also worked at New Times at one point too, oh really so it was, it's really interesting <laughs> but no, it, yeah, it just print's tough, print is very tough yeah,
0: you know, it's it's so interesting to see even like, you know even two or three years ago, most of the things you would talk about when you talked about Syracuse dot com was mm-hmm. the Post Standard. Yeah, like the Post Standard was still the name, mm-hmm. and now it's not. Now it's Syracuse dot com. Yeah, yeah. Very, very few times do you ever hear somebody say, "Did you read the Post Standard article?" Mm-hmm. It's like, "Oh, did you see what they posted on Syracuse.com. Syracuse dot yeah. com?" It's like Destiny and Carousel. Mm-hmm. I'm still, I still call it Carousel. Oh, I do too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take
1: that conjal right. carousel. Mo. Yeah. Carousel center. You.
0: Um, anyway, but yeah, and now it's, but that's not the case. Like mm-hmm. the carousel died. It's now Syracuse.com. Yeah. Um, and from what I've been told, mm-hmm. I don't know how accurate it is, but and I won't say the person's name, even though nobody's listening to this, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's a hundred of you listening. Thank you. I don't know who you are. We Um, love you. Thank you. Tell Uh, your friends. Tell grandma. She'll get a kick. There was a uh, reporter or content creator for Mm Syracuse.com who I was once hanging out with, and they pulled up their computer and logged into their website to check the like social statistics of this article that they had put out there Mm -hmm. piece of content that they had created to see how it was uh, performing because they said that they get paid based on how their article performs Mm -hmm. through the website, through the social, you know, outlets. Yeah. If it gets more likes and shares and comments, then they get paid more, Hmm. which I understand, but it's like, I don't know if a person could would should be considered a journalist if that's the case. Yeah. What do you think? Uh
1: it's more like selling something. It seems more commission based. Like yeah. I'm doing all this stuff and but it's doing this, 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 and this. I I don't find that to be... I mean, yes, they're writing. I don't know who you're talking about, but Mm. any article, whether you're regurgitating information that you find on some trashy website about... You're still kind of crafting it into something that's yours because you don't want to plagiarize anything because you'll get in deep doo-doo. Yeah, Uh, But, you know, I don't like the whole concept of... This is this is what I write and this is how well it's doing. Mm. I want to write for the passion of it. Mm. Uh to write something good. Yeah. I don't want to regurgitate a press release. Yeah. I don't want to take something I hear off of TMZ and make it quote unquote my own. Mm-hmm. I don't want to put my brand in, in front of a video that isn't mine and say Oh, this is ours, <laughs> which Syracuse.com has done before. Yeah. I will call them out on that. <laughs> I mean, when you see the Syracuse.com post with like a video of Arnold Schwarzenegger and have their Syracuse.com logo come up, it's not yours. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's where I draw the line and say, no. Yeah. Wrong. <laughs> no, you know. Journalism, like as we were, we have been talking about writing is hard, and you have to give these uh, writers credit, regardless of what they're doing. Um, If it's filled with a bunch of mistakes, um, you have to. Also, you have to look at websites too, Mm. uh, especially for blogging websites. Who are you? Where is this content coming from? Are they linking to Mm. credible sources? Are they uh, quoting sources that they're not? You know, referring to they're not giving. Justice to they're not referring to citing it's there's so many factors
0: into it yeah I feel like there is there's without a doubt a level of credibility that comes into play when it's written even though it could be a hell of a lot better as video content Mm -hmm. um or or substance that's video or audio you know this business has gone through so many different versions of itself and one of those versions was a monthly blog and we had Margaret McCormick was paid to edit for us. Mm -hmm. She did a great job. Um, I had five uh, other people writing different articles Mm -hmm. and all of them were doing it on a, for free at the time, but they were getting a lot of perks. Like I had one person who was going to events and so like the events were paid for. So Mm -hmm. like he went on a, syracuse food tour and we bought the ticket, you know. Okay. Um we would get press passes. We still do get press passes if we ask for them to uh, shows at Lakeview. I won't say any show, but mm-hmm. for the most part if I ask for a press pass to a Lakeview amphitheater show, we'll get you'll get one. Mm-hmm. Um which isn't really that big of a deal or that great. Honestly, it's kind of sucks to get a press pass to yeah. <laughs> Lakeview Amphitheater, um, but he was a photographer, so he loved it. He got yeah. like we got press passes for John Mayer and ZZ oh, Top, nice. and yeah. you know all this fun stuff. And so he would like go take pictures of like some great bands <clears throat> that he loved, and he was a musician, mm-hmm. and then write a blog about the yeah. experience. I um, had another guy that was like he was a chef, and he was writing one um, like his insight on restaurants or like the mm-hmm. industry. I had another friend who was coming up with recipes and then writing a recipe and a blog to go with it, and we were buying all the food that he would use to cook that. Re- and he was cooking it at his house for his, fa- you know, so it was like, you know, friends would come. I would go over and we would eat, you mm-hmm. know, and, he, and then he would write a blog about it. Yeah. Um. So we did that, and we only did it for like three months, and it was nothing. It meant absolutely <laughs> nothing. Mm-hmm. Um. But we got into trouble because. One of the guys that wrote an article, we didn't fact check, I didn't fact check, mm-hmm. and it was about the local beer industry, especially like the mm-hmm. first relatively right after all, like all these breweries popped up with all these grants and everything from the state yeah. uh, to open up, and he cited a brewery in there that had received money when they hadn't. Oh, To yeah. make matters worse, the owner was a lawyer oh boy (laughs) thank god nothing happened Mm -hmm. but that was not and it meant nothing like five people read that you know yeah but i guarantee you if that was in a video or if that was in on a podcast they would have been like "Ah, who cares but because it was a written word published Mm -hmm. on a web it was like what the fuck did you say about my you know like yeah it it was pretty intense for sure yeah yeah and so I think that does lend itself, you know, to some, you know, the written word has a lot more credibility and weight, I think. Mm-hmm. Maybe depending on the source.
1: Yeah. I'm going to interrupt you and look at this yeah. sunset. Wow. I don't know if your video is picking up on this, I but the best part about uh, being here, you can see the sunset. Yeah. Nature has been on point the last I week, know. couple of weeks. That's crazy. Got some amazing sunsets. Yeah.
0: You know, it's. I just spun the table this way. I had it lengthwise, mm-hmm. and the guest sat over there. So okay. I, you would never. So yeah, <laughs> you would never know that that was happening. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad I did because that the iPhone yeah picks up a great freaking. <laughs> I'll show you when we're done. It's unreal how, like, it just picks up a really good shot. Mm-hmm. So wide, and it gets the. Window. Yeah. So hopefully the iPhone picked all that up. That camera is just pointed right at your face. Oh, great. Um <laughs> uh, Yeah. I was, you know, we had Bill Broad <clears throat> on the Cafe Cabal podcast mm-hmm. like right when the subscription thing popped up. Mm-hmm. And um yeah. And then he came by the office like a couple of weeks later for something and to drop off posters, I think, cause we were going to put like the subscription posters up around. Yeah. And, um, uh, I was like, he was asking me a bunch of questions about like, hey, how do you guys do the podcast? And you know, mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, you should like, Bill, you should be doing a podcast. You should be doing video. Like there's so many things that you should be doing to go along with your yeah articles with your paper. You know, and, um, you know, obviously that was, you know, didn't matter because a couple weeks later the announcement came out, but. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We, at one point when we were in the meeting, we were trying to think of creative ways to kind of engage new times more. Yeah. And one of them was a rip off of the Tiny Desk concerts. Okay. We had a picnic table in Mm -hmm. the office, so it'd be fun to have like a picnic table concert and have some musician come in, play a couple songs, and then. Yeah. Just give him credit, but that did not come to fruition, but that's okay.
0: Yeah. I wanted to email. I wanted to like send him a Facebook message mm-hmm. after that happened and ask what was happening to the website. Mm-hmm. And obviously I didn't cause that would be super insensitive, but yeah. I don't know what's cause family times is still there. Right. Yeah. that still exists. Yeah. And that's what I'm like. That's a magazine, right? Yes. It's a magazine. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm assuming Bill's running. I don't know anything about all mm-hmm. of that, but um, I still think somebody could take the Syracuse or you know, Syracuse New Times mm-hmm. domain name and create another blog or some sort of a online publication, mm-hmm. you know, from there and continue. And you know, if you're doing it as like a side hustle, who cares if it's you know? Yeah, right.
1: Yeah, you probably have to go through him and try to get the name from it. But oh yeah, for who sure. knows? Yeah, he might be holding on to it. So. Yeah. You know, you never know what down the road if something should happen and yeah. all of a sudden resurrects or, or there's some other avenue. Yeah. Uh, I hope that, you know, it's it was tough. I mean, definitely probably selling ads, uh, I, I, yeah, meeting and knowing the sales staff in there. Selling is tough, especially yeah. when it's, it, print is expensive, too. Yeah. And it's not going to get any more, less expensive. Mm-hmm. so. That probably could have played into it. I'm not 100% sure, but... What do you...
0: What would, like... um, I won't say what you... What do you see as, like, the world of journalism or things like this going, but in, like... mm, What would be your hope for local journalism, let's say? Like, do you see it being more print, better, like, better print articles... More stuff. On, I mean, like you're writing for Fifty Five Plus, which mm-hmm. is a monthly, yes, magazine, correct? Mm-hmm. A, I think a, a it's pubic- bi-monthly. Bi-monthly. I think it's bi-monthly. Yeah, how yeah. Many t- I don't know. How many yeah,
2: I
1: don't know who I'm writing for. No, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, you're writing for a lot of freaking yeah. <laughs> people, you know. <laughs> um, I mean, what do you like? What do you see? Or what's your hope?
1: For? I like the magazine. outlook. Yeah. yeah. Uh, news is very tough. Mm-hmm. Um, um everything you read i like i have i get the sunday paper Circus. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no nope, uh, post standard it's post standard and uh i like to you know have that tangible paper paper in my hand and yeah. read the comics and see what classic peanuts are being featured and yeah. all that fun stuff i love the just the feel, the feel and smell of paper hmm. but it's everything that i've read before online yeah so that's it's like okay and paying for paper that's essentially can just be recycled or right. not. Yeah. And then all the ads like Wegmans and Price Chopper and all that fun stuff you can get right in the stores. So,
0: yeah. I don't know.
1: It's newspapers, it's tough. But I'd like to see more magazines pop up. Yeah. Um, probably not as, you know, it's probably just as expensive to produce them. Yeah.
0: But I don't know. It's. It's probably, it's more creative, I think, mm-hmm. you know, I man, I just got contacted from CNY central about like two weeks ago mm-hmm. for the card to be in their upcoming holiday thing. So they're already looking, you know, two, yeah. three months ahead, which is cool. I think, feel like you can, you know, obviously you can do that more mm-hmm. for a magazine, especially and I think they only have issues that come out like every yeah. season or a couple months or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. but All Yeah. You-
1: I like the local news. I, I find myself referring to those sources more than the newspaper.
0: Hmm. I yeah. I stopped following Syracuse.com back when they started like charging. Mm-hmm. There was like that weird window where you would try to open up an article and be like, after a couple seconds, pay nineteen ninety nine and be like, I got to pay to read this? I don't yeah. care that much.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then I don't think it was that. I, I don't think they do that anymore i think
1: they still might I'm oh really sure. i haven't see i haven't tuned in just because i want to read that paper every sunday <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> like i don't want to yeah let me find out the end of the week what i missed i want to play catch up <laughs> i'm gonna hit pause i'm gonna start okay. this real
2: quick
0: Mm.
1: Like paper globe down from there. I think that'd be cool. That globe right there?
0: I'm right there. <laughs> I'm supposed to be doing a podcast, mm-hmm. recording it with uh, Kathleen um, from uh, K-Mace. Oh, nice. Yeah, I did. I would record the podcast for her for the Syracuse.com for Brent Axis thing. Mm-hmm. For their sound scene, we would do it at Kubal. And then, you know, he went back to sports. And so she was going to start back. You know, she was going to start up like her own music, mm-hmm. like just the sound scene podcast. Yeah. We're supposed to be doing it here. It was supposed to be starting in October. And I don't know if that's still happening or not, but she was going to do like a live recording and have like people here, guests for it and you know, yeah. stuff like that. I do want to find a different format for this. Like I want to do continue to do podcasts mm-hmm. like this, but I want to do something different as well. Okay. You know, I don't know what that is. Um, but just something different because I'd love to have like two or three different podcasts like episodes out every single week. Yeah. I think that'd be fun. Like something similar to like
1: Between Two Ferns but on yeah. a park bench with Anthony. Yeah. I just, <laughs> yeah.
0: Right, yeah. <laughs> Did you see the Between Two Ferns the movie yet?
1: I, I saw it. I can't, I, I need to click on it and watch it. <laughs>
0: it's funny. It's not as funny as I thought but it's pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what do you think, uh, you know, local <laughs> Local outlets always have the stereotype of being cheesy and Mm -hmm. poorly produced.
1: Good. Let it be. Really? Yeah. I hate that. (laughs) I know people hate it, but there's some charm in it. There's some little, I don't want to say silver lining, but it's it's someone doing something.
0: Yeah. I get that.
1: I, I know I sound repetitive saying that, kind of going back to what I was saying about the whole blogging and writing thing, but... If they do it right and it's cheesy, so be it. <laughs>
0: yeah, I guess to find. I, I guess cheesy would have to be like based on like situational. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, if
1: you're arrogant about it and think your stuff is top notch when it really isn't, then that's a whole different story.
0: I see. I, I'm. I'm afraid that that's me a little bit. <laughs> no, no, well,
1: I don't think so at all. Well, internally, I'm afraid of oh, okay. that. that is. <laughs> 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 be afraid.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Keep i i'm um, freaking what's well, like um you know chris johnson at Weed would does amazing work he does i mean he is such a talented photographer it yeah. is unbelievable how talented he is mm-hmm. yeah uh, and there's there's a lot of great amazing mm-hmm. photographers in the area
1: there are there really are it's i, mean, I don't claim to be a photographer no, I, I don't yeah. want people thinking i am I like black and white photos. Yes, that's yeah. very very true. But right. I don't want to be classified as a photographer.
0: Yeah, <laughs> um, you do take good pictures.
1: Yeah, I've evolved. Um, I am. I do still use my phone, yeah. which now is busted for some reason. It's mm. just a black screen. I have to figure out why. Oh, that's that sucks. That I don't know. But my fiance has a Nikon, so I've been using that more oh, often. That's cool. Yeah, yeah.
0: There is an art to taking very great cell phone pictures Mm -hmm. like there is um the uh coast to coast instagram page Mm -hmm. here in syracuse uh ashley i think i forget um she takes ever like i i sat across at a dinner from her and i was like how do you what camera do you use like you're so talented she's like Mm -hmm. i use my iphone but Hmm. her stuff is so good um so there is an art to that for sure but Every time that I, you know, this, this equipment's not cheap, right? No. I mean, uh, you know, there's more than a few hundred dollars in it. Yeah. And every time that I find a local podcast and I listen to it, I'm like, I'm so much better than them. <laughs> I'm doing such a much better job. <laughs> At least it sounds better. You're, al-
1: you're allowed to think that way. You're just not allowed to Tell let that I get control of you right? and be vicious to people. I think that's another. Yeah, I get that. Like, yeah, I find I think I'm a better writer than some people. Yeah. I also, for my blog, don't have an editor to look at my stuff, so it's very tough.
0: Yeah. But do you like that or do you like having the editor?
1: I like having an editor. Yeah. Yeah. It keeps me on top of my game, I guess, mm. more cognizant. Yeah. Uh, especially now that I'm starting to gear up and do more with my blog. And write this, especially write an article that I interviewed a couple of guys in was it February, March, and then I was like, I need to take a break because I'm just so stressed and mm-hmm. learning all the new stuff at the job, and it's like yeah, the world is collapsing on me. <laughs> and so I'm, it's long overdue for an article for these two guys, and I feel awful
0: about it. Yeah, yeah, I, um, yeah, I get that. Yeah. I I really did like when I would Mm. write for, when we did our blog, I had Margaret editing. Mm -hmm. I love Margaret. So Margaret, if you're listening to this podcast, I think you're great. And you're one of my favorite people in the food world here in Syracuse.
1: Margaret, I have to say the same thing. You are the best. (laughs)
0: <laughs> but you let me write a very stupid blog once, Margaret, and told me it was okay <laughs> um i <laughs> this is the two like the this is before the primaries for the mm-hmm. race for mayor in two thousand and seventeen mm-hmm. which i'm obsessed with local politics
1: really I would never plug, plug you as a politician um, politic aficionado i'm uh, super
0: opinionated mm hmm I'm not educated in the world of politics. Uh-huh. Um, but if I, I find a candidate, I first of all, I love seeing how it plays out because of, as Marty Masterpole has coined it, the Westcott Massacre. Mm. And with Juanita uh, Perez-Williams' campaign and Ben Walsh. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know the story, but Ben was up holding a press conference in front of the Westcott Theater mm-hmm. <clears throat> for... Yeah, Ben's a independent. hmm So it was Democrats for Ben Walsh. hmm And Juanita's uh, campaign manager, mm-hmm. I believe it was the campaign manager, but somebody in her office said, let's get a bunch of Latin-speaking people and go stand across the street from them during their press conference and shout in Spanish, uh, Juanita for mayor or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so that's what they did. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many people there were, but they were like, you enough. know, had signs and wearing Juanita for Mayor shirts, mm-hmm. and were chanting in span in Spanish loud enough to interrupt the press conference. Juanita for Mayor, yeah. and that one act ruined her entire campaign. Yeah, I mean, she was like, she was kind of towing the line, like, you know, she was neck and neck with Ben, and when that happened, <clears> she <throat> lost the entire freaking thing mm-hmm. and that to me is so extremely like I love that yeah I love seeing like that one decision yeah not that it <laughs> not because it was bad and it ruined it for her mm-hmm. I just think that's you know my one of my ultimate goals is to be able to run a campaign one day for somebody I don't care yeah. if it's like you know <laughs> president of like a you know I don't know dog rescue place it doesn't matter I just want to run someone's campaign mm-hmm. I don't care how insignificant it is. <laughs> I just think it would be very interesting to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, to take someone and be able to like position them as something to the public and try and get them to, you know, be popular. Basically, yeah. at the end of it. Um, but yeah, so I'm really intrigued by local politics. So mm-hmm. back when people were running for mayor in Syracuse, I had the idea to do dinner with the candidates. It started with Andrew Maxwell. I took Andrew out to, I met him for coffee. Mm-hmm. And I took Chris Fowler out to dinner. I took, um, Ben Walsh out to dinner. Excuse me. And I took Marty Masterpole out to dinner. And I think I reached out to a few others, but the other ones never got back to me. Mm-hmm. And, um, I thought Chris Fowler was going to win. I was like, Chris Fowler is the man, you mm-hmm. know? And obviously that was horribly inaccurate. Mm-hmm. Um, but I took them all at to dinner and the first article I wrote was about Chris mm-hmm. and I had this idea that, well, everybody's writing articles about these people running for mayor. So who yeah. cares if eat local CNY is like running another article, you know, Yeah, yeah. or writing another. So I decided to write it in the form. <laughs> this is so incredibly bad. Oh. I decided to write it in the format of a letter I was writing to my parents. Oh, so, yes. <laughs> 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 so the concept was that my parents like lived in Syracuse didn't mm-hmm. anymore whatever but basically I was writing a letter to my parents and saying like hey I just had dinner with Chris Fowler who's running for mayor and mm-hmm. here's everything I thought about him and here's his views and yeah you know you should really look at him dad because I think you'd like him as a mm-hmm. politician and we've like, publish that. Mm-hmm. Thank God I took it down. I hope you can't search that. Oh, okay, because <laughs> it was so incredibly bad. Oh, it was awful, Chris. It was a horrible idea to do that. <laughs> and Margaret let me do it.
1: Margaret, how could you? How could you? Uh, yeah, was, we've all written things that we probably shouldn't have. And that's uh, looking back at it, retrospect, no, oh, it sucks. Yeah, it really
0: sucks. That's one thing about videos and podcasts is you're kind of in the moment. Mm-hmm. I can edit these things out later. Yeah. And I do. I edit like my us and ums mm-hmm. out all the time because I think it sounds stupid. And in videos, you know, you just retake it or you edit that stuff. But the written word, once it's out there. Yeah. there's It's really etched no
1: into th- society and into the
0: digital world. Yeah. Those fibers and... electronic
1: stuff i don't know
0: about and there's no excuse no there's no excuse you know it's like (laughs) i wrote that and i put it out there and
1: yeah i wrote one article for new times it was my first cover story and it sucked so bad it was this puff piece about cat and dog lovers yeah freaking horrible i don't know what was going through my head I'm going to write this piece. It's going to be great. And it didn't turn out the way I wanted it to. And yeah. time went on and I got more and more frustrated. This is an article that I didn't want to write. I got more and more frustrated because I went to talk to Cornell University professors about psychology and hmm. the difference between dog and cat lovers. And they really weren't giving me what I wanted. And I was like, I'm just going to write about crap. I'm going to write about my the people that I know who own animals and I'm going to go that way. It was great on that side of thing. I thought the interviews went fantastic. Yeah. But the piece overall is just a puff piece. Mm. It was, I'm like, this is not good, but it's okay. It's like, it's putting yourself out there and okay, I made this mistake. I'm going to dust it off and just go on with it.
0: Yeah. There's always an audience for Mm -hmm. anything. I feel like, Yeah, you know, I mean, What's the, uh, what's it called? Like the, the thing where like they get the really intense microphones and whisper, like eat. Oh yeah. What was it? Yeah. Like ASMR. ASMR. Like yes. Yeah. If there's an audience for that, there's an audience for anything. there always is. I wanted to Should we talk like this. I could actually boost it and we could do that. It would be fun to do an ASMR podcast go. sometime. Um, I thought about doing that at one point.
2: This bourbon's great.
0: <laughs> they make microphones for that They're like $600 they, But it's shaped like hmm. an ear And then a block And then huh. another ear And it's two microphones in the eardrum This fake eardrum mm-hmm. And if you talk on You know like pants. Yeah. And uh, I thought about buying one huh. I thought that would be interesting Yeah I
1: saw in that Coca-Cola commercial They were doing that They are like tapping the glass I'm like okay what is this weird shit <laughs> <chat? laughs> But I don't
0: think anybody wants to see me do an ASMR video. Yeah or
1: I, <laughs> I burst out laughing. I, I can't keep this straight. It's like weird. I can hold on to a character for improv, but yeah. keeping that up is just—it would be
0: tough. What got you into improv?
1: I was in a really crappy spot in my life. It yeah. was—I was getting out of a relationship where I didn't like myself, and thankfully that all ended. And I started this—I this these classes fall into my lap. Mm-hmm. That's us Take an improv class. Cool. I don't have any, any acting experience. So there's no script to this. So let's try, let's try it out. I mean, yeah. That was 2013. Mm-hmm. And then it rest is history. I've been performing since. That's cool. Cirque Improv Collective.
0: Yeah. Is there a big... Uh, is there? A, I mean, there's obviously an audience for that.
1: Yes. Actually, there is, surprisingly. Yeah. There's actually a couple improv troupes in the area. Really? Uh, there's Salt City Improv Theater and... There was one group called Don't Feed the Actors. I don't know if they're still performing, mm-hmm. but they were performing at a CMY Playhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and they it's Whose Line Is It Anyway type of style, short form okay. improv. And they're great. They're yeah. wonderful. It me up every time. Hmm. And then what we do is long form improv, more storytelling,
0: okay.
1: off the cuff storytelling and hmm. exploring characters, exploring space.
0: Is, um, what's the hardest part about that? It, like for me, I would have a hard time shifting into a different person, different mm-hmm. persona.
1: That's difficult. That's probably one of the more difficult aspects and agreeing to everything. Yeah. Is you might come in with a preconceived idea and it's not going to go that way. Mm-hmm. You have to adjust and say, okay, my partner has created this scene created this atmosphere this person and i need to agree with everything that they're doing yeah. what they say is true if i they tell me oh your mustache looks fantastic i have a mustache if i have a cast then you have a cast like oh you know you shouldn't have gotten to that biking accident and lost your leg well, the person has to pretend that they have either a prosthetic leg or they don't have one a leg at all so it's very you have to just accept whatever is given to you
0: Do you ever find yourself kind of, or maybe as a, even an ability to get into kind of that same mentality when you're writing?
1: Oh yeah. It's nice. Especially with fiction, it's helped out quite a bit. Yeah. Because you're taking these characters and exploring them and how would they interact with one another? Okay. This is, this person's this type of personality, but this person's more of a passive personality. How would they interact with, Mm. with each other? Yeah. And now with my classes, I've taken through Circus Improv Collective, a couple of the more experienced improvisers that are there, they get into more heady things like, okay, you're going to be a serial killer. But at the same time, you really love puppies and like kittens and animals. And that's your, that's your jam. you love that. But at the same time, your men of men with brown hair really frustrate you. Like, put that into a scene okay there's a pet shop owner with brown hair but there's cute animals all over, everywhere how are you going to act how are you going to like act on a normal basis you could potentially quote unquote kill this guy in the scene but at the same time there's other animals around you how are you how's your character going to be <laughs> so it can get really heady yeah and really complicated and really confusing but you just got to go with it
0: yeah I really wish that you went that way when you wrote for the fifty five year old plus magazine oh, I and that you like became this sixty nine year old shut in named like Arthur or Charles or I oh, think oh, that'd
1: be wonderful
0: that actually may need to just happen like <laughs> maybe you
1: should Go buy a pseudonym and just <laughs> start working for, writing from Alfred's perspective
0: that would be awesome. <laughs> I did that once when I was in, when I lived in Texas for two years and, um, I did a lot of, I, I don't know what led me to do it, but mm-hmm. when I went out there, I put an ad on Craigslist and, uh, to teach a creative writing class. Mm-hmm. I blogged for myself a lot. I grew, you know, I grew up in church. so It was all Christian, mm-hmm. uh, nonfiction. And, um, and then I ghost, did ghost blogs for like these two pastors. And yeah. so I got paid for that, which was cool. But anyway, so I got out to Texas, and I like, wanted to make extra money, so I put an ad out there to teach a creative writing class mm-hmm. and, at a Starbucks. <laughs> so it was like $25 for an hour, and I went out there, and no one showed up. But from that, I had all these college students email me to write mm-hmm. papers for them. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a time, two-year period of my life, uh, where I wrote college papers for students, and they paid me to do it. Nice. And it was pretty cool. It is so that, cool that also led me to um, uh, create a fake persona mm-hmm. and I wrote these art, these like short stories that were completely disgusting and disturbing. <laughs> um, like think of like Charles Bukowski ask uh-huh. and uh, cause I was like reading like post office and all that kind of stuff at mm-hmm. the time and just loved it. <laughs> and, So it was really quick things like that. It was, you know, no reason to continue a story. You stop the sentence and you move on to something completely different. And Mm -hmm. that's just the way that the writing goes. But they were just disgusting. And all of the titles were in Spanish for some Mm -hmm. reason. Um, And that was just like the thing I did. And it got picked up by some like Mad Magazine-esque thing in Austin. And I got paid like $30 for it. And, you know, this guy found it. All right. I submitted it and he wrote back. He was like, this reminds me of reading my dad's old mad magazine stuff. You know, like, this is great. I'm, we're going to use this. It's like, sweet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's pretty much it. But, yeah, yeah, you know, maybe you should create a fake persona and be like, yeah. Oh, uh, That'd be so much fun.
1: I Actually, when I started working for New Times, they were looking for bloggers. And that's kind of how I got my foot in the door, thanks to Ty Marshall. Uh, huge thanks to Ty Marshall so I wrote a blog post about the from the perspective of my my parents cat Mm. people loved it I got so (laughs) many compliments for it and they're like I didn't know what the hell you were talking about and you talk about this part about licking your ass and it's like what is he doing what is he running about and I was like okay this is great (laughs) (laughs) then at the end it was revealed like it's a cat
0: surprise (laughs) so the whole thing was written without revealing that it was the cat yeah that's awesome i
1: just wrote as if it was a human going through everyday routines about chasing birds and really random things and then it just culminated it just escalated i find it was one of my favorite pieces to write just because it took me out of writing it took me out of something that's too familiar yeah. yeah is there
0: anything you wish you could write that you don't uh, i wish i could write hmm. yes
1: i do that's actually a fantastic question i wish i could write more environmental pieces i'm hmm. i originally wanted to go for environmental science and incorporate some type of teaching aspect but the state did not have any Environmental teaching courses. Hmm. Uh, Paul Smith College, or the other school I was looking at, did not have any education courses. Hmm. So it's between a rock and a hard place. I, I, Paul Smith is gorgeous. I would love to go there, but Onianta they have an education program. I want to pursue this. Hmm. They gave me biology, and that was a mistake. Oh yeah, I love biology. <laughs> this would be fantastic. Didn't know calculus was involved, and that just <laughs> brought me down. And then switched to English. So then I had to kind of make up for lost time a little bit, but I've always loved the environment. I've always loved being outdoors and Mm. learning about different types of trees and plant life and animals. And and in this recent article about the birds, how they like millions or billions have died off is so impactful Mm. and it, Hit me hard, and it makes me concerned a lot. Yeah, just because bio biodiversity is in, important. We need all different types of life to make this planet keep moving forward. And hmm. it's sad. It's
0: depressing to me. Yeah, environmental and the f- like the fact of just like um educational for things that are happening happening in like the world or in the area. You mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, especially
1: we're in such a rich environmental uh, in upstate New York. We're upstate New York. There's yeah. all different um, areas, lakes, forests. You know, it's, there's so much to yeah. tap into.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. I you know talking to Brianna and then uh, mm-hmm. from Nofa, New York, and then Tim uh, Hardiman who owns the Taylor and the Cook, and he's super connected to farmers and local producers. Yeah. I mean they get 40 he has 40 different uh, suppliers for food,, Wow, which is massive. Um, most some restaurants have one or two. Mm-hmm. you know they have a paper supplier, and then they get everything else from Cisco or yeah. wherever. And so that's massive. And it's amazing how weather changes things. I mean for farmers, people who mm-hmm. are you know this, like he was talking about this spring, it sucked. Mm-mm. Oh yeah. You know, they had such a hard time planting and mm-hmm. things were getting washed out or rotting or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, and so, yeah, it really is amazing how these things, they, they seem these global things, you know, you see this teenager from the Netherlands that's screaming on the, you know, at the UN to, mm-hmm. you're like, whatever. Yeah. You politicize it,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, dismiss it or jump in favor of it. And whatever you do, it means a whole world of different things when it affects a local farm that mm-hmm. then affects a local restaurant that yeah. then affects you.
1: Yep. Hi, we produce, the farmers produce your food. Yeah. Hello. Right. <laughs> it
0: affects you, yeah. believe it or not. I'm starting to get a little bit more into it mm-hmm. because I've, I've seen a few documentaries lately that are just, and not like in the typical sense of it, but um, uh, Morgan Spurlock or whatever his name is, the oh, yeah. uh, Supersize Me 2 Mm -hmm. which is unreal. I don't think I'm ever going to be able to eat chicken again (laughs) uh, unless I know exactly who's raising that chicken. Mm -hmm. Um, That the big little farm that was like won all these awards is on iTunes. Mm -hmm. That one's absolutely amazing. Um, You know, just all this stuff about farming and these ecosystems that, you know, are people are able to create, um, you know, but they don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not against local farmers, but you know, just these ecosystems that, you know, are, we're available, that we're able to create that, um, you know, maybe we should, yeah. you know? Yeah. So,
1: well, and it's a now or never type of, or yeah, I guess that's now or never, but it's act fast, I guess. Yeah. And I've, Just be more cognizant, realize what you're doing. Don't opt for plastic bags, you
0: know? Right. Yeah.
1: I can't wait for New York state to outlaw the plastic.
0: bags. Yeah. You know, they did that in Austin when I lived there. And I remember Mm -hmm. going into like a gas station to pick up beer Mm -hmm. and the guy didn't put it in a bag and was like, can I get a bag? He's like, yeah, that'll be 50 cents. Yeah. And I remember like thinking to myself, what an asshole. (laughs) And then I found out that there was actually a law that was passed in Austin that said that they couldn't just, you know, Mm -hmm. give out plastic bags. But, um, Yeah, Uh, you know, Rebecca gets way into recycling and I'm still not there. Mm -hmm. There is a part of me when it comes to the environment where I'm like, listen, first of all, it's on its plan. It's on its course. Yep. No one in human history is, you know, is going to be able to alter that. No. Like, this was set in place. Yep. Don't ask. Right. Don't ask me who, why, where, what. (laughs) Not talking to religion. Just. Yeah. Things happen And this is one of them mm-hmm. Doesn't matter Yep And then there's The other thought that It doesn't matter anyways Nothing like It's already hap- You know what I mean Like Damage is done Yeah exactly yeah. You know mm-hmm. um, To get Billions of people To change The way that they do Everything that they're used to Isn't gonna happen No yeah.
1: It's Yeah <laughs> If it's possible You could just snap your fingers People would be baffled Like really Yeah That's all it took
0: Yeah all right well chris well thanks I for being on the podcast thank you for having me yeah
1: this is special yeah it was special i enjoyed our time together <laughs> yeah. and
0: it's the first <laughs> podcast with the local scene where we had booze
2: mm-hmm. yeah yeah wow
0: yeah well you know most of the times i record them in the morning so mm-hmm. you, know, you look like a drunk if you offer somebody bourbon
1: yeah you already have some bourbon this morning
0: It'll be really
1: uplifting for you.
0: And just hand him my flask. (laughs) All right. Coffee. Yeah, exactly. All right. Please enjoy responsibly. (laughs) Well, there it is, everybody. Thank you so much for checking out the Eat Local CY podcast. I really hope that you enjoyed that conversation with me and Chris. If you did, do me a huge favor. Leave a review, hit that subscribe button, whatever platform that you're listening to the podcast on, and that review is huge. It is so important in the podcast world. So leave me a review. Let me know what you think of the local CMY podcast. And don't forget, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, LinkedIn, and TikTok. I don't think there's anything else that we're on in the social world. Uh, but we do put all the videos of our podcast up on youtube so you can head over to youtube and any of those platforms and just search local cny and you will find our channel more than likely and you can visit us at localcny.com all right thank you so much for checking out the podcast and we're going to catch you at the next episode